Snickel Meet and Greet. I am excited to introduce our guest speaker today, Jan Rumbeck. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for the invitation. Uh, this should be fun. <laughs> so let me begin by asking you, why did you choose to go into a career in healthcare? I wanted adventure. When I was young, I knew that I wanted to be independent and I wanted to be able to get on a plane or a train or a bus or a boat and get off on any port and have, have employment, but be employable anywhere in the world. And I was going to see the world. And an American nursing license is the best ticket to get around and do anything you want, wherever you want. And that was true. That was true for me. It, it, uh, it led to a very exciting, um, my, the first half of my career, I did a lot of travel and it was very exciting. So I'm, I'm uh, glad I picked the profession. Could you share with us where you travel to or some of the places that stood out? Yes. Um, when you're a nurse, uh, one thing you learn to do is to be prepared for a variety of settings. So uh, one thing I was offered was a Rotary, International Rotary Scholarship. So I was uh, an award winner in the 1980s of, and there was only a handful of us, uh, International Rotarian Fellowship. And I took a year of study in Bombay. It was called Bombay in those days, Mumbai, India. It was a United Nations Institute along with the University of India. And I got a certificate in demography. Um, and in demography, it's just a wonderful study because you learn about uh, in-migration, out-migration, birth rates, death rates. You have to know economics. You have to know geography. You have to know all the push and pull factors of why people are where they are. So it was just a fascinating year. Um, and that was because I was a nurse. And somebody in the next town where I was working knew that I was a nurse practitioner and put my name in for a nomination on the international uh, uh, candidates and I won. And so that was pretty darn fun. But that was after uh, being a rural emergency nurse in, in a building that had nobody but the nurse until a patient knocked on the front door and then then the nurse would answer the front door. We took care of the patient, maybe made a telephone call to the doctor. Uh, hopefully the doctor answered the phone and did that for several years. And the local doctor put my name in to be a nurse practitioner. So I was in a, a rural emergency nurse practitioner for several years, which opened up a lot of doors. So yes, one thing leads to another when you're, especially if you're young and you don't have a mortgage and you don't have kids and you're just pretty mm -hmm. darn exciting. There's a life of adventure. Another one of my major adventures that I really appreciated and enjoyed was um, in a refugee, a United Nations refugee camp in Thailand. This was as a result of the uh, Vietnam War, the Cambodian Wars, and refugees were just flooding, flooding the shores of Thailand. And so the United Nations set up several refugee camps and I went as a volunteer. Um, and that's the other thing that nursing allows you to do. Not, o not only do you get to perform what you know to do, you get to meet people in all settings of life anywhere on the globe. So those are just a, a few of the things I was able to do. 
Wow, those are fascinating experiences. Um, your nursing degree was like a passport. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is, and and that is still true. Yeah. An American nursing license opens up a lot of doors. You earned your master of nursing degree from UW Tacoma. How has this degree helped you professionally? It was wonderful. the The first. 10 years of my professional life, I was, uh, like I say, an emergency room nurse practitioner in a small town. And then I left nursing for 18 years to run the family business. So after 18 years, uh, somebody came and found us and bought the business. And at the age of 51, I had the freedom to do what I wanted to do. So the state of Washington and the nursing commission is very supportive of nurses reactivating our licenses. So if you're a nurse and you stop being a nurse, you become dangerous, right? And so I let my license expire. But then when I had this great opportunity to have the rest of my life be filled with a lot more meaning than just being retired, I went to the nursing commission. They got me, uh, steered me in the direction of getting a refresher course from an Eastern Washington uh, nursing collegiate center. And I used the UW Tacoma School of Nursing as, as sort of my home base. And I, and I have to tell you that when I walked into the School of Nursing in the fall of 2005, and said, I don't have my license. I let it expire. I'm thinking of going back in. The School of Nursing staff, mainly uh, Dana uh, Maiden, was just incredibly supportive. So every couple of weeks, she would call and say, Jan, you know, it, where are you? Did, did, are you? Are you pursuing it? Are you taking classes? Are you doing online stuff? I said, yes, I'm doing, yes, I promise, I promise, I promise because the School of Nursing agreed that I could enter the, that I could qualify to enter get my master's if I, you know, of course I had to get my license back. And they were just wonderful. They were my, my uh, preceptor site and, and it was just great. It was, it was a wonderful experience. And then that opened the door for me to enroll and then get my master's in December of 06. So what is the work that you do now and your specialization? My first 10 years of nursing, I did direct care. So I was in the emergency room one-on-one, very much involved in rural emergency uh, nursing. This time around, I see the entire world as my patient. And it is the specialty of public health through the lens of population health. So the, the Masters of Nursing program at UW Tacoma is very it includes a lot of side what we would think of as side topics like social justice. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out social justice has a direct correlation to an individual's health outcomes. So when you expand on that, and public health, you know, re- recognizes things like TB out of flourishes in in really congested areas. So let's you know let's increase the uh, the density and or, or decrease the density and maybe TB rates will go down and all that. But let's let's actually think bigger, more globally. So 
who is it that ends up in these really dense areas that are subject to TB and all the other communicable diseases? Well, it's people that are of lower and more impoverished classes. So population health, social justice, all of those things I learned there. And after graduating with my master's, I joined the Pierce County Medical Reserve Corps when we formed in 2007. I became the admin and the treasurer of that. We are now uh, over 800 members here in Pierce County. We are separate 501c3. Uh, we are under the, uh, the, our host agency is the Pierce County Health Department, Tacoma Pierce County Health Department. So anything to do with emergency preparedness, or public health issues, the MRC is basically the working group, the professional group for the health department. So needless to say, 2009, we had H1N1, we were activated, we responded, we went to high schools all over the county, and then we've continued doing all this work, and then we were activated, and I can't tell you how many <laughs> how many large school parking lots we were in during COVID. So the MRC, uh, Medical Reserve Corps, we want both licensed and unlicensed folks to, to volunteer mm -hmm. because we need everybody to help with the, with the massive response in the event of a, a disaster. So I've been very busy. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. And what is your involvement with UW Tacoma? Uh, well, in 2009, I was nominated and won the uh, UW Tacoma Alumni of the Year uh, as an MN graduate. In 2010, I uh, was signed on as clinical faculty. Uh, so th that means I lecture or do whatever at the pleasure of the School of Nursing. <laughs> um, I actually be uh, was lecture faculty. I was... Uh, um, I had the population, the public health course, community nursing course. I uh, did that between 2016 and June of 2020. I have a lot of friends from the faculty. I still go back and lecture as requested. Um, so there's, and there's, and then Medical Reserve Corps is a preceptor site for a lot of the students that are in the HCL and the um, School of Nursing program. So there's, I have a lot of, a lot of connection. And could you give us an example of, uh, per, of what um, a UW Tacoma student would do at the, what type of work they would do at the preceptor site? Or yes. what type of work they've done in the past? Um, yes, actually it's, it's a great site because the UWT School of Nursing program is an RN to BSN program, meaning everybody already has their license. So when you have your license, then your scope of practice is everything that the state of Washington says you can do. So uh, when you sign on, or when you, if you are a, a assigned to Medical Reserve Corps, you join the Medical Reserve Corps, which means you take two or three really boring FEMA tests, but you pass the test, you get on board with Medical Reserve Corps. Um, and then as as the need arises, we had several students involved with giving shots for COVID, but all these things also need planning. So we need students to help with, we had one student that did a great job of, of making a YouTube for just-in-time training on nurse, for nurses who is 
who maybe some time has passed before uh, since they've given a shot. You know, I mean, just because you have a license doesn't mean you remember everything that you learned in nursing school, especially if it was a few years ago. So uh, we've had it, our, our uh, UW Tacoma School of Nursing students do uh, uh, make videos, make presentations, do some research for us, uh, actually participate in, in a lot of these drills and exercises. So it's, it is uh, a very symbiotic and both, both sides of the partnership benefit greatly. What do you recommend to students? so that they can be successful in and out of the classroom? I would say mainly find um, a passion, find a passion. So as a student, you probably don't know what your specialty is gonna be. Nursing is like any other profession. You, you graduate as a generalist and then with exposure and interest, you tend towards a specialty um, so I would say just be open to finding your passion, uh, and which means both as in, as an undergraduate, you would, you know, if a, if a class is interesting to you, then dig into that class and make friends with the other people in that class and, and get to know your professors that teach that class. Uh, then also outside of the classroom, try to separate as much as you can from the rigors and the demands of school, try to get some breathing room outside of the class, but healthy stuff. Uh, so just, you know, the, the old, the old public health stuff, you know, exercise, diet and <laughs> balance. I know you can't balance your life when you're in school because so many of our students are returning students. And so they've got, they've got partners, they've got marriages, they've got kids, they've got mortgages, they've got jobs, but try to do a balance with that. And it helps to have a passion. But the other big thing I recommend always is to find a mentor. So if you are entering a special or think about a placement somewhere, find a nice nurse and just hang on to her or him. And because some of the rumors about how nurses treat other nurses are not true. <laughs> you might feel like you're being picked on. That's just the nature of the beast when you're new to anything. So just find a mentor who is caring and understanding. So that would that would be my my big <laughs> my big advice. Find somebody that that cares about you. That is great advice. Yes. And my last question for you is, do you have any advice for those students who like to work as nurses or just in the healthcare se sector? Yes, I, you have to understand, try to understand the culture of healthcare settings. HIPAA is a real honest to gosh thing. So when you are putting your soul in the middle of somebody else's crisis, because people come to you in crisis. That's why, that's why they're seeing you. I mean, you're, you're not a waitress somewhere and they're coming to have a good time. You're a nurse in a, in a, and every nursing setting is a critical setting to that patient. So understand that HIPAA is a real thing. If you are thinking of healthcare, you have to know how to separate the trauma that you witness from your home life that you'll go to. You cannot repeat the stories that you've witnessed that day. You can if you actually protect the identity of, of absolutely everybody involved, 
but it's it that's a tricky tricky line so make sure that that you've got enough support at home that you will not feel the need to unload your day's burden at home um you have to have strong enough shoulders to be able to care for those who who are relying on you to be strong and then try to try to put that aside during your personal time uh, the biggest thing that you you are though is an advocate so in order to be a good advocate you have to recognize your own bias and that's hard we all have biases and it's really really hard to say that you are biased when you think i'm not racist sexist whatever well it turns out we all are but in different nuanced fashions so the your job as a nurse number one job as a nurse is to be an advocate in order to be an advocate you have to try to recognize your own bias put them outside the door and then make sure that that patient's voice gets heard by everybody that needs to hear it. So when you're one-on-one -on -one and you know that your patient needs an, an extra dose of, of uh, lisinopril, you call the doctor and you say, uh, you know, I, we, we need to up the, the dose perhaps, and this is, this is why. And so you act, you act as the patient advocate with the doctor in public health and population health you talk to the newspaper, you talk to uh, media, you, you join all these coalitions. Much of the work that I have done since graduating from UW Tacoma School of Nursing has been in the anti-trafficking awareness movement. So I have done a ton of public speaking on human trafficking happening right here in Pierce County, especially as, as it affects girls who are, are underage. Um, community health worker uh, advocates. Community health workers are the bridge between a specific culture and the healthcare setting, and the healthcare setting is very overwhelming to most folks. Um, just a medical reserve corps, just being an advocate for why we should get vaccines. I mean, who would have thought we would have ever had to defend the position of getting vaccinated for gosh sakes. But anyway, you put your emotion aside you you read the studies and that's the other thing you have to do you have to know how to do your research understand the limits of all this all the research come up with what you think is being suggested by that research and then you advocate for me on a public platform for an individual nurse one-to-one -one, for a public health nurse at on a public uh, forum so you learn to do read research, you learn to figure out what the suggested um, results are, you learn to advocate, 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 because as nurses, we're teachers. We are teachers. People ask us, you can get a nursing life, you can graduate from a two-year program, never work as a nurse, and 20 years later, somebody in a coffee shop is going to find out you graduated from nursing school, and they got this bump on their right arm. Can you take a look at it? So it's the craziest amount of faith that the public has in nurses. They really like nurses. Don't screw that up. Do your research. Do your, you know, you can question anything, but make sure that the questions that you're asking are intelligent, thoughtful questions. And then you're, you end up teaching and advocating. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your insights with us. We've learned a lot. <laughs> it was great. Thanks for having me.